0: It's the week of Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, at least in the States it is hard to believe the year has gone by this fast and also not feeling too much like Thanksgiving because it's like 80 degrees in LA when I'm recording this. But I'm, I'm grateful. I'm just so grateful to be here. And if you're feeling grateful for this show, if it served you, I'd really appreciate it if you head over to iTunes and give it a rating and a review. Super easy to give it a rating. Just click on the stars. If you're feeling even more generous, you can write a couple sentences and post a review. I would be very grateful. So today I have a special treat for you. I'm actually going to play two calls, one from Nick and one from Lindsay, and both are on the topic of career. And I wanted to play them together because they relate to two common questions and issues that I get from a lot of people I work with when it comes to our jobs. One is feeling like you want to make more of an impact, like your current job isn't quote unquote spiritual enough. And the other is wanting to feel more creative and passionate in what you do. And I know many of you listening really yearn to feel more fulfilled in your work life. I I get it. We spend a lot of time working, more time than we do sleeping or even with our loved ones. So loving what we do matters. And not only loving it, but also feeling like the work you're doing Matters. Many of my clients, and I know many of you listening, feel a calling, a calling to make some kind of difference or impact. Many of you have incredible experiences and spiritual epiphanies in life that have blessed you with wisdom to share. And you also want to feel passionate and creative and do work you love. So, does that mean you have to change your job? Does that mean you have to? go and be a coach or a yoga teacher or a Reiki master or an artist or an actress or make jewelry or, or something different than what you're doing. Does it mean you have to leave jobs that are, quote unquote, not spiritual enough or not creative enough? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You don't have to change jobs or start a new career altogether to satiate your urge and your yearning to contribute more or to be more creative. Something I observe when many people wake up or go through some kind of transformation is they think that they have to go and make drastic changes to their external circumstances like a career to, again, satiate these desires for more impact and creativity. And like I said, those external drastic changes aren't always needed. And these calls today are going to help reveal that. First, you'll hear me coach Nick, who is very spiritually awake and aware, but in a profession that he doesn't exactly see as spiritual. But from my point of view, I think he's perfect exactly where he's at. As you listen to this episode with Nick, consider, do you feel a calling to make an impact? Are you in a job that seems not spiritual enough and you think you should be doing something different? Do you feel like you're compromising and paying your dues now for financial security and then you'll go do the work of your heart later? Are you actively spreading light right where you are or are you waiting for better circumstances? So I invite you to expand your mind and really step into knowing you are making a difference no matter where you are as you listen to this episode with Nick and be sure to listen to my breakdown after because I'm going to give you specific tips you can do, you can bring into your current job to bring more light and spirituality without having to change your job. So now on to the episode with Nick. Hello, Nick. Welcome to the show. I know you're calling from Australia, which is one of my favorite places in the world. Happy to have you here. What's your question?
1: Christine, thanks for allowing me this opportunity. I wanted to ask you about my, well, it's a work area of life. And the unusual part of this question is that I am i don't feel a great problem. I have developed a way of working, which I'm a lawyer by trade and I Didn't want to participate in the rat race early on, so I developed a specialty and found a way where I can plug in remotely and have a pretty good life, very flexible, utilizes my mental skills, but I knew early on there was more to life, and I had an interest in spirituality from an early age, and so there was always a bit of a divide, and I pursued spirituality through a long relationship with an ashram and so on, and meditation. But And there's obviously overlap, but I have sensed there's a, a way that my life could integrate more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really want to break my life to fix it, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. And if your life were integrated more, what would that look like to you?
1: I think when I woke up in the morning, I would think about my work, which I enjoy, but I would think of it more from a heart space. Mm-hmm more uh, passion and inspiration rather than just enjoyment and interest okay probably going from good to great
0: okay and what makes you think you can't do that without disrupting your current setup
1: it's not that I think I can't do it but I don't have ideas on how or what to do it's not like mm. I'm driven to do to be a teacher and I'm just waking up in the morning thinking about it and I'm blocked how to do it it's more that I I don't have a clear idea and therefore inspiration of what I want to do. I just like a vague sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with your work, with your work regarding the law, are you working with people every day or are you mostly working from home, you know, kind of through emails and things like that? What's your current level of interaction with other people?
1: It's pretty low. It's, it's mainly virtual. It's Mm -hmm. been that way for years, even though it's very common now, I've been doing it for a long time. So it's mainly, it's working with corporations and they've obviously been used to, you know, virtual world for a long time. So the human element is actually fairly low.
0: Okay. And what kind of, so you do corporate law, is that right?
1: Yeah, corporate law. And
0: is it mostly for companies within your city or like within sort of your geographic region or is it all over the
1: world? It's around Australia mainly, not, okay. not so much international, but not necessarily where I live.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. I just wanted to, to get some basic information. So, you know, what's really coming through most for me right now is that I use the term light worker. And it's a term that's out there in the world. And I define it as anyone on the personal growth path who has done the work kind of in the dark to get to the light and is here to elevate the consciousness of the planet. And the thing about a lot of light workers is at first, you know, they're very drawn to work in the fields of healing, you know, being a life coach or a Reiki master or nutritionist or whatever it may be, because it feels safer in those fields. Because if you think kind of karmically, most light workers, either consciously or unconsciously, have a memory of in in the past, not necessarily in this life, but in past lifetimes of spreading light and love and trying to raise consciousness and that not going so well, <laughs> you know, be that not going over so well and that not being very accepted. So a lot of people are drawn to the more to the fields that are more of a like minded audience. However, We are living in a time when we need a massive shift in consciousness. So we need people in corporations, in post offices, in government, in the places where a lot of consciousness isn't happening so naturally. So I love, love, love that you're in the field of law and you're working with so many corporations because there's so many people that you have access to that aren't necessarily the same people that have bookshelves of personal growth books or have been to an ashram. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I think you're perfectly positioned where you are. And I think this feeling that you're having is actually a calling. It's actually kind of guidance of, wow, you have an opportunity to bring spirituality to people and organizations that aren't so readily exposed to it. Is this making sense so far?
1: Yeah, I suppose I'm wondering if you mean in the subtle sense because there is a like a concept I've enjoyed the name of is the sly man where you are let's say a light, a light worker or a yogi, but you don't actually, tell anyone. And uh, is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to Trojan horse this a little bit, right? Because if you walked into a corporation and they think you're a lawyer and all of a sudden you start talking about being in an ashram and try to teach them some kind of meditation or Sanskrit chant, they're going to look at you like you're crazy, you know? So a lot of times, like I've gone into companies like, oh, I won't say the name of them, but big, big companies. And I've, Talked about things like mindfulness when I'm really teaching meditation, or authenticity when I'm really teaching about consciousness and vulnerability.
1: Or in my case, it might be minimizing taxation. Exactly. Exactly. Is that what you mean? I'm trying to get a feeling for whether you're saying that I should feel okay about staying completely in the type of work I'm doing, but just feel that I'm doing good through the way I'm being.
0: Exactly.
1: Rather than feeling I have to change the way the, the type of work I'm doing.
0: Exactly. Correct. Yeah. I think you're needed in the type of work that you're doing. And it sounds to me like you like it, like you enjoy
1: it. Yeah. I mean I, I in truth I, I enjoy aspects of it. I mean there are it, it I suppose it's the same with any aspect of life, but So I shouldn't whinge, but, you know, doing documents and things, you know, I I sometimes think to myself, what am I doing? Is this a good use of my talent and so on? You know, because it does bog you down.
0: It does. And it all depends on how you look at it. You know, as you probably know, the spiritual definition of a miracle is a change in perception. And I'm reminded of a story that I've heard one of my teachers tell, and it's a story of these, this man just walking through streets, ancient streets of Rome, and he's walking by a worker and he sees this worker shoveling ditches and bricks and just – it looks heavy and hard and the man's sweating. And the man walking by asks the worker man, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm just digging this ditch and laying these stones. And he's just really just slugging through it. And so the the passerby man who's walking is like, oh, okay. And he continues to walk. And he sees another working man doing the exact same job. And he's sweating and he's digging and he's laying these bricks. But he has a different attitude. And so the passerby says to the second worker man, what are you doing? And his response is, I'm building a cathedral. <laughs> so doing the exact same thing, but with a different intention and with a different focus. So we really make the most impact by raising our own consciousness and shifting the way we are being. And that comes through in our emails, our communication with people, and just our general vibration. So I think that there's a way to bring your spiritual practice into your work more and not compartmentalize yourself so much not have this one part that's spiritual and connected to it and then sort of have this other worker part, but bring that into everything you do. How can you make crafting a document more of a spiritual experience? You know, I know it's not going to be the same as sitting in an ashram with a group of people meditating. Obviously we can't compare those things, but how can you bring more consciousness to the things you're doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I understand. And, and, um, And focus on um, uh, lifting my state of consciousness as I'm working rather than worrying about the minutiae of what effect I'm having. Because often, if I'm writing a document that helps a company, you know, make more money, there's nothing sinister in that, of course, but it's not, it's not, there's nothing in that particular story that's inspiring. But if I focus on how I'm being, and the effect i might be having if not then because it's just a document but you know l- later when i'm interacting with people then that's probably more inspiring
0: Exactly. And this is where the magic happens because, you know, spirit meets us at the point of action and intention. So if you start implementing that more into your daily work, you never know what opportunities are going to come forward. You might start to form a relationship with, with someone at one of the companies and you might have a conversation over email or whatever about mindfulness. And you might end up going into that corporation and teaching them, quote unquote, stress management You know, in in an email or a conversation, somehow something about stress or mindfulness may come up. Who knows, like, what doors will open once you start deepening your vibration?
1: Yeah, I I hear you. I think it's very loving and accepting to not have to feel the need to force change and, yeah, let it happen organically.
0: Be the change. Gandhi said it best.
1: Be it. Fantastic. Be it,
0: No more compartmentalizing and, and no more thinking that you can't honor this calling that you're hearing in your current work. Because like I said, I think there's a reason why you, Nick, as a light worker are in this certain field because we need, we need people, we need soldiers all over. And this <laughs> just, this, this is just one of the areas that you're in.
1: Yeah. Okay, great. All right, Christine, I appreciate you giving me your time.
0: My pleasure. Was that helpful?
1: It was very helpful. Thank you. Great, I,
0: great. And so what are your action steps, takeaway moving forward?
1: I, um, I think I will just, I guess, focus every day or try and contemplate feeling like my life is not split mm-hmm. and trying to contemplate how I can bring it all into what I'm currently doing without changing anything. Whether that be a maybe you can suggest there's a practice or?
0: Well, I was going to suggest maybe setting a timer when you're working and every yes. like 25 minutes or so, take a five minute, you know, check and break where you do a little meditation, where you read something that's particularly uplifting or connects you to your spirituality, um, where you're dancing to your favorite song, you know, something yes. that starts to integrate the energy more into what you're doing.
1: That's good. I really like it. I like the variation of, you know, it not just having to be a spiritual book. It could be a beautiful music or dancing. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Just something that, again, connects you to that, that awareness of being a human being and not just a human doing.
1: Yeah, that's really good.
0: One of my all-time favorite quotes that I'm sure you've all heard before is from Gandhi. Be the change you want to see in the world. Remember, change begins with you just as it does with Nick. You do not have to change your external circumstances like your job to affect change. If all light workers and people on the path of personal transformation were coaches, speakers, healers, etc., who would be helping the people in law firms and corporate offices and retail stores and government institutions around the world? The point is we need you wherever you are. Even if you decide to make a career shift later, please start affecting the change and elevating the consciousness right where you are now. So here are some tips to doing that, no matter what your job is, so you feel like you're answering that calling you feel inside. I'm going to give you four. First, become even more dedicated to your spiritual practice and start bringing your work life into it. Picture the people you work with. Send them love and light. Picture their environment you're in. Imagine a column of light descending over it. Who says a high rise on Manhattan can't be a spiritual place? Second, consider things you can implement at work. Can you bring more beauty to your environment? One client I know is working with brought in gorgeous plants to just up the vibration of her corporate office. Can you take some risks and put some new practices in place, like maybe a daily intention setting or a weekly intention setting meeting? Ask every day for God to use you. Then stay open and aware of the opportunities that present themselves. Maybe it's being a little more patient in traffic on your way to work or spending time connecting with someone you work with that's beyond just your to-do's. Or adding a sentence in an email that personalizes it or wishes someone a beautiful day. So many people are love-starved out there, especially in the corporate world. A little goes a long way. And four, implement practices in your workday that reconnect you to your higher power. I recommended to Nick the 25-5 rule where 25 minutes you work and then you take five-minute little spirituality or creativity breaks. Remember you don't need to talk about spirituality to be spiritual or make an impact. Your energy and vibration will be felt. So now let's shift to my second call with Lindsay, which is all about feeling more creative and passionate. She left a corporate job to go pursue something that she thought she was more passionate about, but is feeling a little stuck and realizing it too is just a job. I see this often. A lot of people leave one thing to do something they think they will like more, but realize it too is just a job and they run into the same roadblocks. So what do you do? Well, you have to get to the bottom of what we're really after, which may not always come in the form of a job. This will make more sense after you listen to the call. For now, consider, do you feel apathetic or stuck in your current career? Are you craving more creativity and passion in your life? Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself to figure everything out at once, or do you really give your time to go through transitions and explore and really cultivate your passions and creativity? Consider these questions as we listen to this call with Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Welcome to the show. How can I help you?
2: Hi. Thank you. So I am... Kind of in the midst of a job transition, Um, I had been working for over 10 years in the music industry, and I was super passionate about it and loved it. And then I got really, really (laughs) burnt out on it, you know, with all the long hours and the politics and the backstabbing. And I, I just got to a point where... I wanted to, you know, have a better way of life and I'm getting married next summer and wanted to be able to focus on family and seeing friends and, you know, wanted a career that kind of would reflect my values a little more. And so I've started to take classes in health coaching and... It's really interesting to me, but I'm not feeling the same passion that I did when I started out doing music, and I've run into this roadblock of coming up with a company name, and I am wondering how much of, you know, having this hard time is, you know, maybe this isn't the right road for me, or if this is just something that I need to push through, and so I'm kind of just having a hard time figuring out what is, you know, a lack of passion and what is more just you know, this is something new and I need to push through it. Okay.
0: What did you love about music?
2: I loved the whole reason I got into it is I wanted to help people find music that they connected with that would help them in their lives. And so I've realized that that's something that, that does resonate for me is helping people and helping them live a happier life and find things that make them happy. Okay. So if you could
0: do anything you wanted to do, like forget about Mm -hmm. the feasibility of it. If I said, I have a magic wand and I'm granting you your dream career right now, what would you choose?
2: Yeah. I've been asked that before and I say something weird that I feel like I don't know how to make it a career and I don't know if I would like it as a career, but doing crafts with kids. I really like to work with kids Mm -hmm. and I love doing crafts and I love like helping kids do something that then they're like so excited about. Okay. So my question
0: for you is forget doing it as a job, but why aren't you doing that in your life mm-hmm. somewhere in terms of, you know, working at a school or finding an art studio? Or right.
2: Right.
0: Why is that not something?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I, we recently moved we were living in New York and we just recently moved to Nashville and bought a house. And when we were in New York and I started thinking about all of this, I knew that that was something I wanted to look into, and I didn't want to do it before we left. I, I had looked at some volunteer programs in New York, but, you know, they need a long commitment. And so I had just found something to work with coaching kids to run a 5K that I'm signing up to do here. Great. But I haven't found anything with crafts necessarily yet. I mean, I can keep looking, um, mm-hmm. but I do think maybe that would be good to try it out.
0: hmm So here's what's really cool, Lindsay. A lot of times when people are asked that question, they have something Mm -hmm. kind of vague or they don't know. Yeah. You had something incredibly specific, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Because when we have something so incredibly specific like that, it's Mm – it's it's feedback for us to take action on it. And we don't know if that's what you're going to end up doing in terms of a next job, but we do know Mm -hmm. if you start listening to your intuition more and honoring it more and really recognizing those impulses and taking action on it, you're going to get more Mm -hmm. clarity on the next step. So my my sense is when I just sort of check in intuitively on the health coach thing is it's not creative Mm -hmm. enough for you.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I get that you really want to help.
0: Yeah. So tell me, tell me Mm -hmm. how that resonates with you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have thought about the creative side of it. And I actually saw a health coach and, and talked to her about it. And she was like, Oh, you would love like putting together your website and, you know, coming up with kind of crafty creative things you could do for your clients. And I think that that does sound interesting to me, but I think I'm coming up against this hurdle right now of like, there's so much business that needs to come before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that would be a small part of it. And I guess that was one of my frustrations with the music industry is that I felt like my job was so much business in politics and there was very little creative music side of it. Right. Um, so Maybe that is something I guess I need to realize is that I do need more of a creative aspect in it.
0: Correct. And what's so great mm-hmm. is that, see, when it comes to our desires, like our desires mm-hmm. don't care where they get fed. So for example, mm-hmm. when a child like wants French fries, he doesn't care if those mm-hmm. French fries are at home, at McDonald's, mm-hmm. at a fancy restaurant. He just wants French fries. Right. Mm-hmm. So you want French fries. You want creativity. Right. And I think you're Mm -hmm. trying to shove it into a career right now. And rather than just like nurturing that part of creativity. Right. Mm -hmm. Because here's the other thing that we need to honor. You just had a big transition, two big transitions. Right. You left a career.
2: (laughs) You left a career and you got married. I think that I keep thinking like, what is the end goal? And maybe I should just be thinking, what is the next step? And maybe that will lead to the end goal instead of trying to figure it all out now. I couldn't have said
0: it better myself what is okay. the next step <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is so this is so wise of you because you are definitely going through three big transitions so i don't think the question right. is is health coaching something I want to do? Um, in, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, I feel like you're in a space where you're not going to get the answer to that question because there's so many other things happening right now that it's really hard to get clarity right. on that. You know, there's right. there's yeah. um, there's only so much we can handle with grace. We, we yeah. especially us women, this is true for men too, mm-hmm. but I see it more with women. We have this amazing capacity to do it all and to put mm-hmm. tons and tons and tons on our plate. And and here's the thing, Lindsay, you could plan a wedding, deal with a move, mm-hmm. have a new house, and start a career all at the same time. There's many people who have done mm-hmm. it. You could do it. However, mm-hmm. my feeling is you'd probably be a little stressed out and run into more yeah. obstacles. So mm-hmm. why not really honor this phase of life? Because that's one thing I think our society – doesn't give enough value to, is there are certain rites of passage and there are certain phases that we should honor. And we're in such a hurry. We're such a doing, 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 doing society. We're not very Mm -hmm. much a being society. That Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's important to just be, and PS, if you do move into health coaching, one of the things you're going to help people manage is stress and how amazing of a story you'll have if you have something to share, like, wow, like I really honored my own mental health and physical health, honored the rite of passion. Yeah. Yeah, Honored the rite of passage Mm -hmm. I was in and also listened to my intuition and, and Mm -hmm. told and honored my creativity. Um, Mm -hmm. The other part is how much crafting are you doing on your own?
2: Um, A little bit. I found like some little projects here and there. When we were driving down to Nashville, I had like an embroidery thing that I brought in the car so I Mm -hmm. could do that. Um, And I'm, you know, kind of coming up with house projects that I can do that are more DIY and kind of crafty, but I definitely could be carving out more of a space for that.
0: Absolutely. That's a huge Mm -hmm. thing to do. So my prescription for you would be, honor where you are, really accept it Mm -hmm. and honor it. Really listen to this nudge you're getting to be creative. And really Mm -hmm. in your spiritual practice or prayer, whatever that might be, really ask, Mm -hmm. ask your higher power to put the people or situations in front of you where you could really serve. Because Mm -hmm. it's been said to me before spirit meets us at the point of action and intention. So with Mm -hmm. a strong intention and just taking little action steps, like I think coaching these kids is a great idea because you'll get to meet parents. Parents will begin Mm -hmm. to trust you. And if you do start a crafting class of your own, you already have people that you Mm -hmm. can start inviting to it. So just allow this to unfold. And as you said so brilliantly, instead of thinking about the end goal, what's the next step? I really related to Lindsay. I left a entertainment industry job to go pursue a career in health and fitness. I was a personal trainer and nutritionist and yoga teacher for a while. And I felt the same kind of stuckness because I was trying to be so super uber passionate about it and as successful as I was in my previous career, but I really wasn't giving myself time to first honor the transition of leaving a big stressful job and to really get to the bottom of what I was searching for, you know, and for me, what I was really searching for was helping people. (laughs) And I put the form of personal trainer and nutritionist and everything on it because I always liked food and health and working out, I still do, but it wasn't completely aligned for me. And as I gave myself time and I got to the essence of what I really wanted and let the form reveal itself, then I got more into an alignment with the career path that is the fit for me, the one I'm on now. And I think Lindsay's at that place in her life where she's in the transition moment of leaving kind of the corporate thing, feeling that creativity, and she just needs to honor where she is and give herself time to cultivate it. You know, I loved how she totally lit up when she talked about doing crafts with kids. It was an indicator of, wow, that's it. That's it. Creativity. Just keep doing things that feed that creative spark. And what I want to emphasize to all of you is you don't have to have the job to do it. Don't wait for the job to make you feel creative or make you feel passionate. Do something now to satiate it. Little things. And one step will lead to another, will lead to another, will lead to another. Again, stop asking, what's the end goal? What's the end form? What's the job? What's my career path? Ask instead, what's the next step? And how do I satiate this yearning for creativity and passion that I'm feeling? And finally, just honor the transitions in your life. Honor where you are exactly right here, right now. Allow your passions to unfold. The form will reveal itself. Be grateful for where you are right now expressing my deepest gratitude to all of you. And if you celebrate Thanksgiving, wishing you a beautiful and healthy and delicious Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.